Yeah. Wearing his talking baseball. Oh, and his Rays. Is that a gamer? You know it's a gamer, Chris. Let's see. What's up, baby? I want to see the back. I want to see the back. Does it say Plouffe? Does it say Hawkeye? What does it say? I'm, it's a jersey of the first place Tampa Bay Rays. Ah. Okay. I wanted to give some love to them. I feel like we haven't been giving a lot of love to these Rays. You're right. You're right. And I probably should have added a question about them, but I did not. So that's, that's my bad on the editorial. I'll take it as a screw-up. I'm sorry about it. But I do want to say this. It was great hanging out with you and Olivia this weekend. We had a tremendous time at dinner on Saturday night. We basically shut the place down. So it was fun. We had a great time. Food was good. Company was better. Yeah, I mean, we got to do that more often. We got to do that more often for sure. It was just a start, man. It was the first of, of many. Yes. Next time you're paying too, all right? Don't don't make it seem like I didn't go have these with him. We went don't make it seem like, okay? That was nice. We're going to charge it to the company, though. That's the goal. <laughs> charge it to the company. You haven't already? I already have. Oh, good call. God, you're such a – that was such a veteran move. Such a veteran move. Oh, there, All right, man. let's get it going with those red-hot Philadelphia Phillies who have Ooh. won eight straight, including a three-game sweep at home of the then-first-place New York Mets. They're now the third-place New York Mets. Wheeler was dominant. Bryce Harper, a couple of bombs. So as of right now, do the are the Phillies the leader in the clubhouse with the NL Cy Young Award and the NL MVP? Well, I would say yes, and that's only if you believe a pitcher should win the MVP, which I do not believe in that. And wow. both Wheeler would win both right now. But Harper, so Wheeler, yes, Cy Young. Harper, no, not MVP. He's he's not there yet. He's been playing at an MVP caliber uh, for the last you know two months basically. He had a really tough May. Other than that, he's been going off, but he just doesn't lead in any offensive categories. You can't right. – there's nothing that he's doing that's dominant over everybody else, except, you know, lately he's been playing that way, so we have the recency bias going on. I've been looking. I don't even know who could be the NL MVP. Right now it's still Tatis. If he comes back, like, he's going to run away with it, and he's okay. Other than that, you're looking at Muncie, I think. Uh-huh. And even even him, as good as he's been, there's nothing like – he hasn't run away with anything. So it's going to be an interesting race. Like, Wheeler could win both. He's been that good. If he continues what he's doing, like I said, I don't necessarily believe a pitcher should ever win MVP. Um, and I know it's happened before, obviously. But I'm struggling to find somebody. Juan Soto, Max Muncy, who you got? Well, okay, for NL Cy Young, I think it's easy. Wheeler so far, uh, because of the DeGrom injury, has just been fantastic. He's taken and run with it. He leads Major League Baseball in innings pitched and in strikeouts. And yesterday he became the first pitcher to retire 22 straight for the Phillies since Roy Halladay, the late Roy Halladay, whom they were honoring yesterday. They retired his number back when he threw his perfect game, which was unbelievable. Uh, so, you know, I mean, Joe Girardi was in tears talking about it. it, it the, the day and the whole weekend by the Phillies – a++. plus plus. I thought it was great. Few teams do a better job of bringing back their veterans uh, and their longstanding legends than the Phillies, and they showed why this weekend. As far as the NL MVP, one name I would like to bring up, Willie Adamas. Yeah. I know it, it sounds crazy, but he has been their best player since they traded for him in May. Far and away, and this hasn't been a team that's been, not, you know, tearing the cover off the ball. Um, so I think it's somebody you have to consider. I think hopefully if Tatis comes back and leads them to a playoff berth, I do agree with you. I think he's going to end up getting it. 
Bryce Harper, really solid year, an OPS of almost a thousand, but he's guys missed twenty games. So right now, right now in Vegas, they still have Tatis leading it. He's still he's still got juice on him, like minus one twenty, and then the next two are Harper and Muncie at plus four fifty. So it's that. really tough. I love I love what Adamas has brought to Milwaukee, but dude, it's not enough to win NL MVP. I know he's been super valuable. So if you take the award at face value, he's been that valuable to them, but not as much. He's not winning the MVP. Well, so there's another name that's bouncing around in our chat. Uh, two of them, Nick Castellanos. No question, if they get to the playoffs, he's going to get strong consideration. And your reigning MVP, Freddie Freeman. He has just rocket shipped. I don't know if that's a term or not, but he has over the last month. Nope. I love everybody putting these suggestions. Nobody's run away with it. Like yeah, no, that's, no one's even close. Muncie's the closest thing to running away with it. Yeah, but there isn't one. So yeah. there is no running away with it. All right. Let's talk about the team that the Phillies dismantled this weekend, the New York Mets. Did you see what Pete Alonso said after they suffered the three-game sweep? Mets fans believe in us and don't just believe no know that this is this is just going to be this is just a speed bump and a challenge and also smile you get to watch baseball even though we're I mean it's a game we got this we got this just smile and just know that that we got this yeah he tells everybody remain calm <laughs> do you appreciate the effort here or if you're a Mets fan are you just like Pete zip it I, I can't take it right now I love you, Pete, but, you know, you, you do know where you play, right? Like, New York people don't want to hear, hey, smile, you get to watch baseball. I love the sentiment, and I know what he's trying to say. He's trying to calm everyone down. He's trying to do his Aaron Rodgers relax. That's right. what he was trying to do. But the way, he worded it, the, the way he worded it was more like he was playing in Minnesota. If you said that stuff in Minnesota, like, hey, like, smile, we're working hard, like – People in Minnesota are like, okay, yeah, they're working hard. Because that's just how they are. You say that to people in New York, like, that doesn't matter. Results matter. Go get the freaking <laughs> job done, Pete. So it was interesting because, you know, he knows the landscape there, the media landscape, but he chose to kind of portray it as that. And, you know, that's stuff you might say in the clubhouse, like, keep it loose, guys. We'll be all right. We're putting the work in. Things will come. But, you know, people in New York don't want to hear that, Chris. Nope. It's a great effort. It's a great try. You're right. Other parts of the country might smooth things over, yeah. not in New York. Uh, I understand what he was doing. In fact, they, they started it yesterday morning when Steve Cohen, the, the owner, actually addressed the team. Which, what did he say? Because I can't find what he said. So He just basically, he, it, according to his Twitter, he just came in and reassured the team that they're in good place and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I'm never so certain how <laughs> that goes over. Like The clubhouse, in my opinion, as an outsider, was always reserved for the players and the manager and the coaches. Anything else that's said by a GM or ownership or anything else as an executive rings hollow. Am I wrong? Honestly, it happens so seldomly that, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't remember ever having an owner come and give us a pump of speech in the clubhouse. Like, never. So Polad never came in and fired you up? Polad never came in. He'd be on the field. Come on, guys. Not to him, but he knew that that wouldn't – I mean, maybe if he did it, it would hold weight because it would be so unexpected. Right. Uh, I think Stevie's having fun with it. He owns a team. He wants to be part of this, and he wants to say, I went and gave him that pump-up speech, and then they went off on this crazy run. 
except it doesn't really work that way. You know, you don't ever think about what the owner's thinking of you or if the owner thinks you guys are in good, uh, a good place. Like, you got to go perform. You know, he's not in the foxhole with these guys, like, grinding it out. Like, he's not there. Like, they know that. So, you know, I think maybe it was cool for them to see him and, and, like, for him to come down. But he can't make that a regular thing. Yeah. So there's only three owners that I can remember in major professional sports that have been in front of the camera much. Mark Cuban, who's been there since day one. Steve Ballmer, now the Clippers, who is there every game and looks like a blast to play for because he is so passionate about it. And Jerry Jones, who's the only owner who has press conferences, win or lose, after every Cowboys game. <laughs> so I guess that Steve Cohen – and listen, for years, baseball has needed personality. Like, I hated it that Mark Cuban wanted to buy the Cubs and baseball didn't want him. That's crazy. I think the sport would have totally changed over the last two decades with him in it. So I'm not against it. I'm just saying that at this time where the Mets are really sliding and have dropped four straight series, I'm not so sure that's exactly what the fan base wants to hear. It's like – our our owner came in and fired us up, and our first baseman told us it's going to be okay. He it's told like, you to smile. He told New Yorkers to smile, Chris. Did they get to watch baseball? That's like, you know, I'm not. I'm from California, dude, but like I'm kind of entrenched in this whole New York Yankees Twitter thing, right? Boy, oh boy, I think that's the last thing any New Yorker wants to hear. Yeah. A quick reminder that today's Instagram Live is presented to you by our friends over at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code word ROSE. You get 20% off of your order, plus free shipping as well. And go out and get yourself the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. We're talking about 9,000 RPM, motor-powered, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. It'll take care of you. You'll clean it up south of the equator. That special someone in your life will love you. I promise you. In addition to that, you get the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag as well. well so there we go. We both wore Manscaped boxers to we our did. dinner. We did. We did. And <laughs> while, while Michelle and Olivia were having their conversation, we showed each other that we were wearing the Manscaped boxer briefs. You're such a dork. Why'd you do that, man? You made me do it. Well, I just wanted proof, you know, because he would have been like, really? Well, show me. So I figured I'd take the upper hand. And yeah, people are probably Once like, again, what are these idiots doing over there? It's, it's manscaped.com slash rose. Okay? Use the keyword rose. 20% off plus free shipping. All right, let's continue on. Another huge weekend for the Jays. They take three of four from the Boston Red Sox. George Springer, a monstrous three-run shot off of the all-star Matt Barnes. Jays come back and win that game. They're just three back of the Sox for the second wild card spot now. In your opinion, is George Springer the most clutch, active hitter we have in baseball? I don't know. You gave me some stats to back it up, so I'll say you know I'm I'm going with you. I know he's very clutch. This is what I know about George Springer. He he always puts himself like in a good athletic position, like no matter what he's doing, whether it's at the plate, whether he's playing defense, like. He just looks ready to go. So maybe that's why he's clutch. He's so consistent with what he does. It just makes things easier in crunch time. But he's been crazy. It's like that home run that he hit, uh, was, I guess it was yesterday. Uh-huh. I'm looking at this, this, this sheet right now. They had a 16.8% chance of winning the game when he stepped up to the plate. Hits the ball, gives him the lead. 83.6% uh, chance to win the game. He's a game changer. 
Yeah, that uh, sort of stuff. But I'm hit and miss on the on the percentages and stuff. Well, I mean, they were losing, then they were winning. Okay, so that makes right. Sense. That's all you They're need. Twenty-seven to and sixteen when George Springer plays, he's been a huge addition to that team. He was my my favorite free agent signing of the off season, mm-hmm. uh, just because I think he's going to produce all the years of his contract. Like that's the kind of guy he is, the body that he has. I keep talking about his body. Sorry, he's got a good body. He knows how to use it, Chris. So, <laughs> big. I'm a big George Springer fan, but to answer your question, I don't know who the most clutch hitter is because how do you measure that? Well, it's just who do you feel most comfortable with up at the plate in a major situation? To me, that's clutch. I, clutch is such a strange word, so I yeah. hated throwing it in there. But I'm just saying, like, who as a fan, are you like, oh, my God, I love it that this guy's up? Because there's a lot of guys yeah. who are like, oh, God, anybody but him. Sure. And with Springer – He's got 19 career postseason homers. There's only three guys that have more in the history of baseball. And people say, well, that's because he's played so many more games than all the rest of those guys. That's not true. He's got more than Reggie Jackson, who played in more playoff games. He's got more than Mickey Mantle, who played in more playoff games. So that's not necessarily accurate. And this year alone, he's got 25 extra base hits in under 160 at-bats. So uh, every 6.2 at-bats, he's getting an extra base hit. That is big time in today's game. So I'm a huge Springer fan. I know that certain people will never be Springer fans based on what happened in Houston. That is your right. That's fine. Whatever. I think I'm going with who I wanted to play, bases loaded, whatever, that whole situation. I think Juan Soto's my guy. Hey, nothing wrong with that, by the way. He's 22 freaking years old. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, I'm good with that, too. Nothing wrong. All right, Oakland, now the number one team in the wild card. They take care of the Texas Rangers this weekend. Just two back to Houston in the West. They won four straight. Bigger story, though, out there in the outfield. Is it the arrival and the performance of Starling Marte or that Ramon Laureano just got popped 80 games for PEDs and will be out the rest of the year and into 2022? I mean, thank goodness they got Marte, right? Like, that's kind of right. how I look at the situation. Um, what they thought would be – some sort of a robust outfield now, like it's just a replacement for Loriano. And uh-huh. he says he didn't take anything. And there's kind of this whole thing going on with these guys testing for old school steroids in their system. Um, a lot of these guys saying like, I have no idea what's going on. So there is a little bit of a story there because you never want to have this happen where like you're taking the game away from guys for nothing. So if he didn't do it, and like I said, there is some stuff going on that seems really fishy to me. If you read up on it, Chris Colabello is one, another guy that uh, – and there was like five or six guys who got tested for the same type of steroid. It's like an old-school Russian steroid. So it's a weird thing going on. Hopefully – he. I, I mean, I kind of hope he's telling the truth and he gets this fixed or whatever, but uh, that's a big hit for them. Thankfully, they got Starling Marte, who's hitting 425 in however many games, nine games for the A's. Uh-huh. So he's come over and – helped immediately um so i guess yeah Marte's the bigger story he, they need him to continue to do what he's been doing uh just to replace loriano because loriano is one of the best center fielders in the game yeah so it's he's been amazing and i have a couple of buddies that i work with over at nfl network who are huge oakland a's fans and they loved the pickup they were like this is exactly what we need we talked about the day that he was traded not only can the guy hit but what he does when he's on the bases. And I think he's got seven stolen bases so far in those nine games, which is a remarkable feat. Yesterday, he had four hits in six of his last seven games. He's had multiple hits in a game. So he's doing everything. But don't discount what Ramon Laureano does. 
760 OPS, which is above average. He's almost a two-and-a-half war player at this point of the season. Really, really good defender. One of the best arms in baseball. So we can't just say, okay, if they put Piscotty or Brown out there, they're good to go. Because it's not. When they made that trade, they were thinking, man, we're going to have one of the best outfields in baseball, and that's not going to happen now. So the Marte addition, fantastic. But let's not just throw Ramon Laureano off to the side and say, ah, he was just an average player. Because he is not an average player. No, he's a he's a he's an energetic, you know, spark plug for that team yeah. as well. Like when yeah. days when you know you show up to the park and you're not feeling great and you know you don't have that buzz. Loriano's a guy that can just do that. He can make a play in center field and pump everybody up. He can hit a home run and pump everybody up. He can go try to fight the other team and pump everybody up. They're missing. Yes. Hey, real quickly, I usually don't respond to things that are in the chat, but one guy says, how can these guys talk about baseball? They never played a game in their life. I don't know if you're just trying to stir shit up or what. That might work for me. Doesn't work for the other guy on the screen. Stop. Please, don't be a moron. Let's move on. Lucas Giolito. Thank you, Race. Yeah, I, don't, I think a Trevor Ploof is a Ray. That's right. <laughs> Ray's legend, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lucas Giolito facing the Minnesota Twins for the first time since that little – incident with josh donaldson uh does that add any extra spark as you're watching tonight no because i don't think donaldson's gonna play he's been battling like a hamstring thing he didn't play at all this weekend so i doubt he'll be in there and i talked to both of them actually about everything after it happened lucas was happy it's over he just wants to go pitch this guy's lucas is in a different spot than donaldson donaldson's paid He's done everything. Like, he's cruising. He can afford to be mad at somebody. Lucas needs to focus on his game because the paycheck's still coming. You know, he's he's already established himself, obviously, but, like, he he needs to keep going. And that's kind of the sentiment I got from him. Like, he's like, I want to focus on baseball. I'm not trying to, like, go out there and start fights. That's not what I do. I, right. So, I don't think it would have uh, escalated even if Donaldson was there. Uh, but I don't think he's going to even play. So, um, kind of a – not going to happen type thing. But okay. maybe Lucas, you know, sees the Minnesota colors and is like, fuck it. Like, let me go hard tonight. Well, let's remember that game at the end of June, Giolito actually won the game. You know, he, yeah. he did oh, fine yeah. in his six innings. Oh, he had, the, he had that line. He said, I got the W next Right, time. I got the W. And, yeah, he's moved on. I talked to him a couple days later on the Rose rotation, and he was like, yes, there was – Josh and I talked in the parking lot. There's not much to it. He was very forthright and honest, and, you know, everybody had a big deal about it, and we talked about it, but I think he's moved on. He is about as professional as you get. Uh, I think he's more concerned with getting himself right because this team is running away with the division, and he just wants to make sure he is the best Lucas Giolito he can be in 2021 by the time they get to October. And so this is just another step in that. We've seen, you know, he had the – but his best performance of the year coming out of the all-star break. But then in his last performance, he wasn't very good. He went only four innings. So he's still searching for that consistency. That's the biggest story here. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Dodger stadium yesterday. We saw some idiot run on the field and actually have enough speed to elude security as he's headed toward the short wall uh, down the right field line. The ball girl gets him kind of helps him flip over. what do we think of the whole thing? I go back and forth on streakers. I call them streakers, even though most of them aren't naked. Right. Uh, I go back and forth. I think it's entertaining, and I don't – I know, like, as players, you kind of, like, get a little scared. Someone might, like, come on the right. field and do something to you. But, like, statistically, I don't think – has it ever happened? 
They're well, just it's usually I, just a, a, some idiot who's trying to impress his friends, and the crowd always loves it. So I go back and forth. Like, do I like these guys coming on the field? No. Probably not because it no. could end up causing some harm. Good yes. on the ball girl. She, I don't think she pushed the guy. She directed him, and then the short wall did all the work. Yeah. If you're ever over there on the side, like on the foul lines, you got to be cognizant of that. How, how tall is that fence? Because if I go over there and eclipse my knee, I'm going over that bad boy. And he did. He went over there hard. Yeah. And guess what? Any injury that comes his way, he deserves it. <laughs> See you, moron. So you don't like the streakers? No, I just don't like it because I just it, – to me, it's a safety issue. I don't. I want you guys concentrating on the game. I come to watch you play. I don't come to watch morons run on the field. You know, my I had a friend who was a very shy kid at Crespi High. Um, Shout out. And one day, he got in his mind that he wanted the streak, like naked streak. And it was at a. It was Louisville had a soccer game. <laughs> Louisville's another. It's a an all girls. All girls, yeah. I went to all boys school. It's all girls school. They had a soccer game at our field, and it was like halftime. It's not halftime in soccer. Whatever it's called in soccer. Yeah, it's halftime. Half. Is there a halftime in soccer? Yeah, they play two halves. Are, are you new to this? I thought soccer didn't play two halves. That's hockey. They play three periods. Anyway, <laughs> continue on. Holy shit. So it was halftime, and everyone was huddled up, and my, my buddy went and did it. He put, like, a shirt over his head, just went naked, ran across the field. It changed his life. We say from that moment on, he got this, like, weird confidence out of nowhere, and we, and we, we, we still tell him, like, that is the day that you changed your life, man. You were the shy kid now. Like, he's very confident and outgoing dude we are not condoning this just i'm just saying that's maybe that's why i have a soft spot for streakers i am not condoning this sorry (laughs) not condoning it all right want to tell you a little bit about the outfit i'm wearing today okay okay big time shirt and hat this is the macon bacon they are a summer wood bat collegiate team uh awesome job thank you very much to tony baldwin the vp of marketing for sending a uh, our way. I really appreciate it. I'll be putting it out on their social media feed. So if you're interested on where you can purchase this stuff, it's a great, I mean, the Macon bacon. Love it. Can you get any better than that? I have a lot of bacon in the, in the minor leagues going on right now. I actually just had a bacon and egg breakfast burrito. So it's on brand. Did you work out beforehand or? No, I'm going to go on a run. Later. I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning today. Then after that, I'm going on a run. Okay. What are, we, what are we speaking of? What do we have with John Boy Media today? You got talking baseball? Talking baseball, going out there right now to do the series recap, which is always fun. Love Monday shows. Freaking, I get pumped for Monday shows. Then yeah. directly after that, I'm doing this other thing that I committed to, different network. I'm, I'm filling in for some guys. Whoa. What does so, that mean? Nothing. I just, they asked me if I could do it. And I worked with them before I even worked with John Boy. So I said, you know what? I'll take you care want, of you guys. You want to share with, share with us or no? Oh, it's, sta- it's, no, it's just Stadium. It's like another online media. Oh, yeah, sure. I know Stadium. Uh-huh. So, me and Steve Phillips will be there chopping it up about all the things that are going on in baseball. Okay, well, don't make me get jealous now. I gotta, I'm, I'm with a lot of people today. I'm you getting are. around today. You, very, Jim, very popular. Steve Phillips, man. Very popular. Um, Rose Rotation, latest episode is dropped with Stephen Brault. We talk about his 2021 season debut. Uh, we already put out there on social media one of the two or three best stories we've had in the Rose Rotation. 
about something he said in high school. If you haven't watched the clip, you'll laugh. And go watch the entire show. He's really – Brault's got a future in this business. He's one of the guys who is just – he's entertaining, his storytelling, the tone of his voice, everything. He's already got it. You know, I think, you know, a lot of the guys in the rotation do, in my opinion. You're going to be seeing them do something uh, on our platform in the future when they're all done. He's one of them. So go out and enjoy. Love that. There you go. All right, uh, we're back at it again tomorrow at 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. Are we good with that? I am, and then Wednesday I won't be here. Thursday I will, though. So do you need one one day without me, Chris? You going to be okay? I've already filled the spot. I've filled, I don't want to give away who it is, but you're going to be entertained. Okay. And people, stop saying I'm high right now. I am not high right now. Why? Everyone always says that every day. It's not fair. I just, you know, look, I got kids that wake me up early. I got bags under my eyes. I feel like people are attacking me. Well, can I tell you something real quick? I'm supposed to be speaking, I think, to like a college class about the industry. I thought it was 7 a.m. Pacific time. I look at the Zoom. They're like, okay, can't wait. I'll see you tonight. It's 7 o'clock tonight Pacific time. Could have still been sleeping. You got it, baby. You got it. Idiot. All right, everybody have a wonderful baseball Monday. Only five games on the schedule, but we'll have plenty to talk about tomorrow. Can't wait. Ploof, have a great day, dude. See you manana.